Broadcasting from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Awkward Silence 2.1. And now, our favorite host in this particular time spot, it's Brandon Gooch Hahn. and welcome to yet another thrilling edition of Awkward Silence 2.1 right here on the VegasVideoNetwork.com. You need to get a hold of us? We got an email set up, awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. That's awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com. We also have a phone number you can dial, 866-966-4599, 866-966-4599. And most importantly, let's just say you want to be a part of the show. You can live chat, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live, and you can ask us a question, and we might answer it right on the air if it's not retarded. And most importantly, let's just say you miss, a, miss the show, you want to catch replays, don't worry about it, Lamb Chop, we got you covered. VegasVideoNetwork.com, we got YouTube, iTunes, and Roku. Now, with that all said, I think it's time for yet another seamless segue to camera number two. Ooh, flawless, right? Look at that bone structure. Anyway, let's do the news. In a New York elementary school, children are being asked to not go to the bathroom in the middle of the class, and in return they're being rewarded with stars and prizes. And obviously some parents are upset about this because they say keeping it in could cause bladder infections and it could also cause the children to wet themselves in the middle of class. Now, I don't know what the big problem is, because these parents are acting like other people haven't won things for being full of shit. <laughs> Suck it, libs. And at the University of Texas, most of the students have admitted to playing the choking game. And for those of you who actually have a brain in your head, let me tell you what the choking game is. It's where you deliberately cut off oxygen to the brain, and it's supposed to give you a high, and the students are playing this game. And that explains to us why Mac Brown is still the head football coach over at the University of Texas. And it also explains how Rick Perry managed to become governor of Texas. <laughs> Sucking conservatives. You never know which way I'm going to lean. It's weird. I like to keep you on your toes. And finally, a brand new study have come out to reveal that sex on the brain can ruin a man's mental ability. Now, I don't know who's shocked by this. Because when's the last time, guys, you actually came up with a great idea while sporting an erection? Never has happened, and it never will happen. Because seriously, to us men, vagina is like Professor Xavier from the X-Men. It could control the way you think. It could change your, your view on things. For example, how many times have you been caught in this situation, fellas? You're at a bar, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in the middle of a conversation with a woman that's way out of your league, and you're hanging off her every word. She is beyond interesting. That is until a couple of hours later where she gets so drunk she manages to drop every kind of standard she has and sleeps with you. And then you finally come to the conclusion that, matter of fact, not only is she not interesting, she doesn't even speak English. How did that happen? You tricky vagina. You got me this time. And speaking of vagina, the AVN is right here in Las Vegas. And who better to cover all the action than someone with a vagina? It's Courtney Leone, everyone. Hey, Court. Hi, Peggy. Gooch, me and my vagina are down here at the AVN Awards. And I gotta tell you, I'm feeling a little inadequate. How so? 
I didn't know you could be four feet, 11 inches tall with size E boobs. From what I can see around here, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, but they get a lot of attention. Oh, they sure do, right in the anus region. Now, court, let's not judge. That is what you hired me for. Uh, no, I hired you for investigative reporting. Well, I guess investigating I will do. And today, my topic, the acceptance speech. Please explain, court. Gladly. These girls will win the prestigious award for double penetration in a film, and they actually thank their parents. They must be so proud. When you go back in time, though, it does make sense. If it wasn't for her parents, she probably never would have gotten that male babysitter and his magical tickle fingers. I mean, that girl was a child star at a very young age and didn't even know it. He still has the films in his basement to prove it. Wow. T-M-I. You're right, Gooch. That is too much intercourse. That's not what it stands for, Court. What it stands for now. If they're not thanking their parents, these girls are thanking God. Like he's up there in his like magical cloud house or something, looking down out his living room window and going, sorry, Africa, can't help you with AIDS today. I got to make sure Electro Blue wins Starlet of the Year. Courtney Leone, everyone. Kids, stay in school or you might be receiving a nice salty shot to the eye on film. Full of class. We'll be back with our headliner in just a little bit, but for now, a station ID. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And now our headliner. Your headliner is a very funny comedian, and not only that, he actually runs the Sin City Comedy Show inside the V Theater, which is located right, inside the Planet Hollywood. It's John Payton, everyone! Yeah! <laughs> Where is he? Well, hey! Hey, up, good. How you doing? How are you, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. How you been? Radio to TV to broadband. Mm. Mm, trying to mm. cover all the mediums is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make a monopoly. Fat girls, skinny girls. All of them. Kids all with chicken them. pox. <laughs> <laughs> Kids on rocks. Hey, you know what? <laughs> well, I mean, can I go okay. pee or am I going to get a bladder infection? I'm sure you... <laughs> See what he did? That was called a callback. I watched the news. For you five people that are watching, callback. That's that Courtney chick's pretty hot. Yeah? I, yeah, I like you know, that whole uh, salty shot in the eye thing. Mm -hmm. She's a classy I've lady. I've got an erection and you're trying to make me think while I'm having an erection. <laughs> <laughs> I have my bracelet, too. You see the bracelet? There yeah, you? actually, John was actually that? at the actual That is AVN. the porn convention bracelet. You have to have that. It's now, have you been wearing that since last week? <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it off. Well, actually, it's kind of, I did take it off with soap and water because I had a uh, Cub Scout meeting last night, and I didn't think it would be appropriate right, right. to be <laughs> a dead leader at a Cub Scout meeting with my frickin' porn bracelet on. Did you see anything <laughs> wacky and zany? Oh, I love how they got the... Uh, hey, Mr. Payton, what is that a badge for? Well, uh, that's DP right there. <laughs> that's my double anal bracelet. <laughs> Did we get a badge for that? Uh, only yeah, at Penn sash. State. I'll sew it up for you, kids. Yay. Penn State gives an award for that. 
So uh, anal in the shower. Did you see anything funny or weird down there? I mean, obviously. Oh God, yeah. Freaks of all kinds. You know what? One year I went there and it But you was... know, the hottest chick there had an Adam's apple. So. Well, of course, yeah, I was probably from Thailand. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the, the funniest thing is, is one time I actually went down there and the, the guy who uh, runs the cat house, it, what's, what's the, the not, not Sherry's Ranch, but there was like another one, like the bigger bald guy. Anyway, he's got this booth set up of sex toys. And it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, they got these little vibrators, and one was like, this Are you talking big. about Dennis? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the girls, uh, the girl's like, Hey, we got these. And the guy goes, Here, watch. Let me show you how good this is. And he goes, Come here. And, I'm, and I think he's going to, like, show it to me. He sets it up. He goes, Here, put it right on the tip of your nose. And he puts it on the tip of my nose. I'm like, Could you have her do it next time, please? You know what I mean? Not the scary, huge, bald guy that's got a nice name for a pimp, but you call it manager. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, come, like, come on. You, I, you reached out and touched the male, the male genitalia on the blow-up doll. Uh, well, on the blow-up doll, yeah. You know what I mean? I you just want to make sure I'm adequate. You know who Kobe Ty is? Yes. You know the little porn star? They got a little Kobe Ty doll. It's probably about three feet tall, uh -huh. Kobe. Got you know, and somehow they've made it to to scale her vagina, her tits, and it's it's this like this weird kind of skin feeling neoprene. I mean, these are like fifteen thousand yeah. dollar jerk off dolls that they have, and and you know, obviously they had to put these chicks in some kind of cab. Right, you know, right. Like when you're yeah. getting your teeth done, and, you know, uh, they, they put the <laughs> And just sitting there, and they're pouring <laughs> plaster in their mouth. You got a two straw. Mouth, what about a vagina? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they the put final. it upside down so the yeah. plaster, <laughs> you know, goes in. I mean, how do you know? <laughs> they're cutting off like half of a two-liter bottle, and they're just like, "All right, let's go in there." It's hideous. And still, <laughs> this is for the no fans. talking. This is for the fans. And spit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've actually read. There was actually a guy in Japan, and he had a whole room because those dolls cost anywhere, like you said, fifteen thousand dollars to six or seven thousand dollars. And this guy actually had a whole collection. Like you walk in. And there's all these women, and these all these fake dolls, and they're just sitting there. And spooky looking. Yeah, right. They had them in a glass case because I guess they got tired of them. You know, the freaks following them at the convention. Well, I, well, of so they put them in a glass case like it's you know well, China. Well, let's be honest. We, we, can we really call them freaks? Because you and I both would have did it. Courtney straight, and she would have uh, did it. You know what I mean? Like, let's see how I, real this I is. I would have gone, yeah, that is. <laughs> that is just so... like Kobe ties vagina. <laughs> <laughs> My Irish dick is big enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're so big, Mr. Payton. That's right, bitch. That's right. Boom. God That's bless America. That's why I like four-foot-tall women. <laughs> <laughs> I can act like I'm in the NBA. So you're a father. So and, just, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dick and vagina. Okay, so what's hey, father? See what like? I do? I like to segue to keep you on your toes right Speaking there. Speaking of changing diapers. <laughs> 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 What's it like wiping diarrhea out of a vagina? Well, well you got to be tender with it, Gooch. A spray bottle is always em. good to have you nearby. You don't want to scar a spray for the, bottle. For the creases. <laughs> this is already... What, what have you drug me into? One of my favorite interviews I've already done so far. The one, the, the, we already covered, like, we had some callbacks, great callbacks. And then we're like, all right, ABN, let's stay current. And then it's like, hey, let's talk about fatherhood. No, you know honestly, I mean? if there's an inventor out there or somebody that you know, can take my invention, there's got to be a baby washing machine. 
<laughs> you know, and then forget the baby wipes. I want a little machine. You take the kids, stick them in there, and little brushes come up. Right. Rinses itself out, and you pull the kid you out. Wax the them, the sparkling whole thing. Clean. Yeah. yeah. Like some Jetsons shit. I know. You know? Please, let's do this. Not sitting there gagging with a baby wipe, going, <laughs> trying to hold the baby wipe, hold the kids still. I, one time, I had a, my daughter, my oldest daughter was about a year old. She hadn't shit in about four days. Mm -hmm. Now they're on to subject. Right, yeah. <laughs> And I'm on, Hi, a honey. I'm, on a, I'm on a Southwest Airlines flight full of business people going back to San Diego from like Albuquerque or mm -hmm. Denver or somewhere. And this little baby and my dumbass, No wife with me, just mm -hmm. me. A man with a fucking yeah. baby on a plane. Right. Very suspect. And so that three or four days of, of constipation comes out right there on the plane. Uh-huh. I mean, shit coming out from everywhere. Right. Take her in the bathroom. <laughs> I come out with a basketball of wipes and uh -huh. diaper and shit. <laughs> the whole plane smells like shit. The waitress, the stewardess, the waitress, sorry, stewardesses. Don't yeah, fuck sorry about me. that. Right, Gooch. I'm a flight attendant, cocksucker. Yeah. Awkward in Vegas at <laughs> videonetwork.com. Right there. <laughs> and everybody's gagging on the plane, and I hear the, the, the stewardess is actually waiting with a bag, mm -hmm. like, like it's Halloween. Like, hey, give me the gun. I mean, even the pilots are calling in right, yeah. on this Yeah, we're going to have to land in Albuquerque. <laughs> Where were you supposed to go? New York, but I can't take it. <laughs> and the kid's crying, and the, and the stewardess takes the kid away from me. Goes, give me a bottle. Takes a bottle, goes in the little kitchen net, you know, the Southwest plane. Yeah. <laughs> Sticks the bottle in the baby's face, gets her to stop crying. The entire plane gives yeah. me a applause. <laughs> That's the very first story I've ever heard where a perfect stranger stole a baby from a guy. And you're like, have at it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> okay. You're a, you're a person with a vagina. Get to work on this child. <laughs> <laughs> you know how vagina to means understanding. Yeah, dude. exactly. You you know how to get into the creases. I understand <laughs> that. You know, so spray bottle. <laughs> so uh, so now uh, let's let's talk about the whole uh, running a comedy club. As a comic, how difficult is that? You know, like sometimes because I know sometimes you see because look I, the one thing I'll tell you about John Payton. There's some comics out there that will humor you and say, "Oh, good job, buddy." Good job. John Payton is not that guy. Uh, if you do bad, he'll let you know. He's been kind enough to point that out to me a number of times, where I had it. I was about this close for pulling a David Carradine. I'm like, it's not working. Well, but, you know, what kills me is when comics are deaf. You know what I mean mm -hmm. by deaf. Yeah. When comics come up and hey, I killed. Like, so who? Those three idiots that were drunk and laughing at each other's shit? Right. When yeah. even listening to you? Right. That doesn't mean you killed. You know, I have. But what I did, you know, because uh, with Sin City Comedy, when I put it together, I didn't want three guys in front of a brick wall. Because mm -hmm. then all you got to do is be funnier than the last guy. Right. And I put, as you know, burlesque dancers in between the comics. Mm -hmm. Because I did... Good looking I did, girls. I did titty shows here for, I don't know, 12 years. Mm -hmm. Every time they had a titty show in Vegas, get paid and he can follow tits. <laughs> you know, and people don't realize how hard it is to follow tits. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got... 40 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes before you go into that show, and it's nothing but chicks, you know, in a different scenario, stripping. And then, hey, and here's John Payton. And you come out, and guys are zipping it up, going, oh, what the hell is this asshole doing yeah, exactly. you know, I was right about to come, you know, this prick right. cock-blocking me. Hey, you want to hear some jokes? I'm like, fuck no. You I know. Know. What's up with ladies, right, guys? Some guys slip you a dollar. Yeah, you put that. John's like, all right, Christ. Well, you know, you like, literally <laughs> have to have a gatling gun of dick jokes. Just mm. Yeah. I mean, just... Your segues are punchlines. And so when I went from, I call that lifting weights mm -hmm. in comedy, back to a comedy club, and you go to back to a comedy club, and it's, you know, uh, blah, 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 with a segue, mm -hmm. and then, uh, blah, blah, you know, to, to 
define the segue, right. and then duh, finally get to a punchline that's a sentence long. You know, I'm sitting in the back just cringing, going, get to the fucking jokes, right, will right. you? You're killing me. So I cut, in my show, I cut the comics time down. So they take the fat out of the act mm -hmm. and have to stretch it to do 45 minutes or an hour like they're used to having to do in a road room and put these strippers in between them. Now, if you don't come out and bring it, Jim, that stripper's going to run your ass mm -hmm. over. They're going to be going, bring back the tits. Mm -hmm. You suck. Right, right. And the sad thing is some of my best friends, of, you know, because I've been doing comedy for 20 years, some of my best friends I thought were really strong comics got run over by these chicks. Mm -hmm. And they're coming out, you know, they're eating it for three or four nights straight, and I'm going... You cannot just go up there and ignore the traffic accident that just happened. Right, exactly. You've got, you've got to play off that carnage, <laughs> or they're going to go, well, who the fuck are you? You, you, you? Seriously, you're not going to call attention to that thing that just happened in front of you? Right, right. You know, and, and, and they would just go right into their monotone, you know, uh, preset set, you know, mm. monology that's, you know, like putting on a record, and every joke's the same, and every man, it's all monotone. It's like, you can't do that shit. You so basically, you're just saying, like, you definitely have to call attention. Like, I was, t we were talking with uh, Kathleen Dunbar, who plays the room a lot. Yeah. She says, like, you, I have to go out and make, uh, as, uh, I have to say something about the beautiful woman. Her opening was, line will be, a big hand for the opener, a big hand for the middle, and for that skinny bitch, yeah. Dory, you know, and, and that, and that is completely tells them her personality and, you know, right. and her comedy. And sets the stage immediately. That, mm -hmm. You know, I'm here, and this is my stage now. Right. You know, and, it, and you really have to be a strong enough will comic in a in a room that has a lot of shit. And I learned that in titty shows. I mean, if you don't just come out there and own that stage in 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you're dead. Right. It's over. Have you had any uh, disasters take place like at the show? Like, oh God, like, yeah. Yeah. Like where they're like, uh. Have you ever, has anybody actually yelled out, bring back the girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. And as a comic, because, look, we've all, we've all had people say negative things to us, but it's like, <laughs> when, yeah. when it's like bring back the beautiful woman. You don't yeah. want to, like, embarrass her. Hey, she did her job good. Well, you, you know, know, I did, what, 12 years of titty shows mm -hmm. in this town, being a comic in the middle, and if I got a dollar for every time some asshole said, show, show me your tits, I'd be rich. Right, right. You know, because that heckle always comes. But I think in this situation, people are coming to a comedy club, and then all of a sudden a stripper's on stage, and they're going, and they're kind of taken aback, like, uh, is that mm. supposed to be happening in a comedy club? Right. And occasionally my strippers will screw up, and a tit will fall out, you know. And so, oh, boy, so what, a, what, a, right what a giant wing. mistake. Yeah, but when you got... Don't let that happen. When you got Joe and Myrtle from frickin' Omaha, Nebraska, well, sitting Joe's in Well, Joe's loving it. I don't know about Joe's Myrtle. Happy, and Myrtle's going, God damn it, Joe. Joe yeah, Joe's just happy he doesn't have to stare at a tit that's close to the ground. What's next, the porn you know convention? He's just happy to stare at a tit that's not dragging on the sidewalk. And, all right, cool, perky. Yeah, of course, the other problem of becoming a producer after being a comedian as long as I have, and all the friends I have in comedy is my fucking phone ringing Constantly. from 8 a.m. to yeah. 4 a.m. Hey, bro, work. I need some work. Yeah, well, you know, and that's why, you know, our, our buddy Kevin Kearney, mm -hmm. who's my partner who booked Catch Rising Star Comedy Clubs for 20 years, he's used to that shit. Mm -hmm. So I just unanimously across the board, no matter how close a friend of mine was, said, Talk to Kevin. Call Kevin. Yeah, right. Leave me the fuck alone. But we'll go play golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, when you're on vibrate. Yeah. And after about three hours, of, <laughs> I'm taking the thing and throwing it in the fucking lake. Right. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> like, well, you know, I got a bunch of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really that bad? Yeah. He goes, I John, if you just would calls. talk to your friends every now and then, you're like, no. <laughs> no. It's 300 calls a day. Oh, see. 
let's know. get on the email list then, man. <laughs> Something. You Jesus. Know. So, yeah. No. So get into comedy, kids. <laughs> plenty of room. <laughs> plenty of room for more comics. So, uh, <laughs> so like, like you, you brought up earlier, like uh, you have a lot of friends. You've been in this business a long time, and you started in Los Angeles. And uh, one of the, uh, there's there's I started some, in Albuquerque. No, in Albuquerque. Then uh, I won a, a comedy competition that Bud Friedman was a judge mm -hmm. of against kids, you know, comics in, the, in that area. And the only comic in that area besides me that kind of went on to come was David Spade. He, mm -hmm. He's from Phoenix. And they had this competition in Albuquerque. So Spade and I both got uh, work with the improv. And in those days, you, you know, they, to open at the improv, you did like eight minutes. They, they actually paid for your airfare. Shut I mean, up. I mean, yeah. Paid your Get out of here. Put you up. What? Paid you like a thousand bucks for the week. Yeah. Which is like headliner paying out. Yeah. Um, and you got a dollar for every improv t-shirt that was sold that week, which would be another four or five hundred bucks. And then middle acts were, uh, you know, uh, Schneider and uh, uh, Rob Schneider and uh, um, um, Judd Apatow, who's right. now become the billionaire right, yeah, movie the, writer. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and these guys. And the headliners are Seinfeld and Foxworthy and those guys. So... It was like comedy college, you know. I went right. on the road, and, and I'm watching these kind of guys every night, you know, and just learning and learning and picking their brain and learning. And so that was awesome. And then uh, I moved to San Diego because I couldn't stand L.A. Right. And I commuted. And uh, then I got a gig uh, writing for the, the last season of The Wonder Years. Uh-huh. And that was a blast. So hey, I you, got got a, you, got writing, award, you got an award. Got an Emmy for that. Yeah. And then I got into, uh, uh, like, the first half of the first season of Home Improvement. Because my old pot smoking buddy Tim Allen mm -hmm, yeah. wanted me to come work for him, right? And you know the Wonder Years was like sit in a trailer all day and smoke dope and then come you know and and read and, <laughs> you know, take take some three hours to set up the lights to shoot a three minute scene and you're just in you know the writers are in there going ah, look at Winnie's tits man they're getting big right? <laughs> you know, we're spanking they grow so fast you know, we're, we're peeking through the through the blinds oh there's Winnie. <laughs> And so, so, you, you get, you get She's legal her, now. Yeah. <laughs> when he was like 14, and freaking tits out her sweater like this. Yeah. And we, you know, the writers were going, uh, somebody's got to fuck Winnie, you know? And, <laughs> and, and, and ABC's going, that's a family show, goddammit. No, no, but it's in the 60s. Dope. Somebody's got to get hot and fuck Winnie. That's what's, you know, <laughs> that's the season finale. Goddamn standards and practices, you shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Home improvements, one of these fucking things where you shoot on a Thursday and you got to have a new one by Monday, and then you go in Monday and Sanders and Praxis takes a magic marker and makes it look like the Nixon transcripts. No, 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 right, no, no. right. So you're, you know, you're smoking crack and staying up all night Monday and rewriting, and then Tuesday the actors sit around and they go, my character never say that, and they bitch and piss and moan yeah. and call their agent and piss. So you know, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. And Wednesday, they finally have to take the thing and go memorize it Wednesday night for the Thursday shoot. And that's when you just get off the white cross yeah. and the coffee and crash for 20 hours and should go to the taping and get drunk at the after party and then wake up Friday and have to have another one by Monday. Right. You know, I lasted about three months of that shit. And I went, you know, Tim, you know, buddy, uh, I'm going back on the road. Right. And smoking dope and fucking waitresses <laughs> and playing golf every day <laughs> and telling the same dick jokes every night. <laughs> Because my brain hurts. Right. <laughs> you really, I need some improvement in here. You know? So, yeah, that was that career. Well, you know, and that, is, um, that was the thing, like, uh, when, you were, when you were in L.A. and San Diego and stuff, like, you used to party. Like, you were open about that. Like, uh, 
One, one story in particular, and you know, I'm, you know I was going to bring this up. Uh, one time you were at the, uh, the laugh, uh, the comedy, comedy store. store. In La Jolla. In La Jolla. Probably. Oh, it was in San Diego. All right. Well, anyway. When Sam would come for the weekends. Yeah. Sam Kennison would come down for the weekends. Is that what you're going to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sam would come down and uh, do uh, weekend shows. And Polly would open, Polly Shore, uh, Mitzi's son. Mitzi's the owner of the comedy store, mm -hmm. for those who don't know the story. <clears throat> and Mitzi's kind of this eccentric millionaire bag lady. You know, Mitzi would show up. She'd have purple pants, a green sweater, and a red purse, and black shoes. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, fuckers. And she's just a weird woman. <laughs> and, they, you know, and the, there were comics that would sleep with Mitzi's old ass just to, you know, right. get free rent in the house she had up in the Hollywood Hills. Right, hey. And so Kennison would come down on the weekends, and our fuddy, Carl Above, who we both love, mm -hmm. Carl was amazing. Carl would have to do sometimes an hour and a half on stage before Sam would show up because Sam's out trying to buy an eight ball mm -hmm. a blow somewhere, <laughs> and he ain't doing a show unless he's got at least a gram up his nose before he hits the stage, right? So we'd be going like this to Carl, stretch, stretch, and Carl would keep going and going. And Carl was so strong and still is amazingly strong uh, that the crowd didn't even notice that Sam, you know, they paid ticks to see Sam Kinison. And, and the, but this guy's so fucking funny, they don't even care. Right. Sam would finally show up, go in the dressing room, you know, do the, the Scarface, you know, yeah. a pile of coke on the, ground, on the table and snort it. And two bouncers would take him to the stage. <clears throat> he had a gun in his pocket, and he'd be on stage, and people would be heckling him, and he's wired on blow, and we're like, oh, man, don't heckle him. <laughs> right. He'll shoot your ass. Right. <laughs> you know? And uh, then afterwards, he, he would uh, throw Polly out. <laughs> lock the door and Polly would be out there, Sam, my mom owns the place. Fuck you, Polly, we're doing drugs. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, beat it, kid. Now get out of here. <laughs> so we'd be in there and we'd close up and we'd uh, pour, bring out the booze and Sam would bring out the blow and, uh, and, and he would take eight by tens off the wall of people he didn't like. Yeah, cough smearing off, you hack motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Gangolfing, where'd you learn to scream, you fucking hack? <laughs> you know, and then he'd give me a hundred bucks to sweep the shit up. <laughs> I mean, Paid 50 it. bucks. Grab a broom. Yeah. for a I friend. Paid, I got fifty no, bucks to be the door guy and a hundred bucks to clean up Sam's mess, and then all the blow I could snort. Right. <laughs> and we'd sit in there and drink all night, and then we'd leave at dawn and go to Denny's for breakfast. Right. Oh uh, man. Which was always fun watching people try to approach Sam. When he's been up all night. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I have your autograph? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to eat my eggs! <laughs> but my kid's a fan. Damn, fuck you off, fuck you kid! He's not a nice man. You really should, uh, you know, he was a sweetheart. I mean, that's the wrong thing to say. Right, he hey, well, on come people. on. It was it. You've been up all night doing yeah. blow. Uh, this is in the 80s. I mean, that was This when... is the 80s, which makes it politically correct to do blow. You kids, yeah, remember, yeah. <laughs> in the 80s, it was vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> Today, kids, it's crack from a street corner. Kids, if you want to do drugs, invest in a time machine and go back to 1985. <laughs> and get the clean shit. Get... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know anything about cutting it back then. Well, no, we called it freebase. Right. <laughs> you had to have silk panties and club soda. And, uh, anyway, we'll move on. So, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, though, is like there, there's one story too where uh, you were at you were at an open mic and you saw some guy steal one of your jokes. Yeah, my uh, hamster joke. Yeah, I used to do a joke about workout equipment. Uh huh. And uh, I would say, uh, you know, you know, you got this and you got that and you got this. What's next? It's a big wheel in the den, and I would act like a hamster and go, honey, 
Yeah. Turn this thing up. And I got a water bottle on the wall. You know, I had to do this little right, cute right. little hamster thing. Well, some guy who's an accountant and do an open mic night at the comedy store on Tuesday nights goes up and bastardizes it and calls it the ball with a hamster in it and does the whole yeah, physical punchline. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, in my scotch haze or whatever back then, when I was young and uh, was thinking with an erection, right. <laughs> I, I picked up one of the chairs and threw it over the audience and, and took him out. <laughs> and the chair just kind of went, fuck! And it broke his nose and knocked him out, you know, because you can't see a chair coming with the lights in it. Right. And I was banned from the comedy store for a month. You know, from hey, you son of a bitch, you gotta kill them. He fucking hacked for me. It's you know, fucking kill him. Okay, well, you get a month off. Don't come around for a month. <laughs> That's the big punishment. <laughs> yeah. Not calling yeah. the police for yeah. assault. Yeah. No comedy store yeah. for you. Go out the street month. to the improv for that asshole Bud Friedman. <laughs> John, welcome to the improv. <laughs> Good set. Now, out of the holes, out of the holes. One question I do have, though, is everybody that knows that story, all your friends that come in through, like, when you do, like I said, like, John's very upfront and honest about pe to people when, when it comes to their sets. Like, when you try and say, hey, look, maybe you don't want to do that. Or like, oh, yeah, the guy who threw a chair at someone's face is telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> Nowadays, it's, uh, I'm amazed that 22 years later that nobody's ever been shot or stabbed as a comedian at a comedy club. Oh, I mean, because of the things that, you know. I've been rushed. I had a huge, I had a huge Eskimo lady one time rush the stage. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, it was the guy's like, whoa. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make an Eskimo? Really? You're Eskimo? I had a religious lady uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma rush the stage screaming, Blasphemer! I was picking on uh, Oral Roberts right, University, right. which was down the street, and I was very offended by the fact that the Oral Roberts University symbol is Da Vinci's symbol of man with his face on it. <laughs> so I'm doing 10 minutes on this asshole, and I'm drunk, you know, on a Friday night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which, you know, is right. a prerequisite to doing comedy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right, exactly. No reason and to be so All of a sudden, you know, 400 people I hear, Blasphemer! And this woman's coming at me. And I'm thinking, man, when she gets on the stage, am I going to have to... <laughs> Peter ass <laughs> in front of 400 people and then, get, and then get drawn and quartered and killed by these right. freaking rednecks? What am I getting? So, and then split second, I just decided I'm going to take this wireless microphone and throw a fastball into her chest. <laughs> <laughs> just to be, you know, hopefully slow her down, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so I just go, what? <laughs> and you can hear in the sound system, and she kind of fell back, <laughs> and I ran off oh the stage. Oh, my God. And the manager was <laughs> Sam Kinison's best friend growing up. His name was Ted. And Ted was this big, fat guy. You know, he's in there chain smoking. And Ted goes, where are you going, John? I go, I'm going to the office and locking the door. You get that crazy bitch out of here. I'll go back on stage. He goes, get the bitch out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know how it sounded. Just, oh, my God. It was like, whap. I mean, it had to be an 80-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> with a wireless Shure microphone right to the tip. Oh, my God. Thinking with an erection, and it goes back full circle right there. Well, John, I want to thank you for stopping by, brother. Uh, but uh, real quick before we leave, uh, before you leave, we like to play a little game with the guests. We like to call it 3 Under 30. This is where I ask you three questions, and you have to answer them in under 30 seconds. Oh, great. You swing this. A pop quiz. All right, pop quiz. All Put right. on your thinking cap. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Mm, here we go. What was the name of the ship that the Pilgrims came to America on? 
Uh, the Pinto. Oh, no, it's the Mayflower. The Mayflower. All right. Well, all right. We'll give you <laughs> the that The Punta. <laughs> Who assassinated Abraham Lincoln? Uh, his wife. <laughs> right. Booth's. John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. All right. And These then, are like uh, serious questions. Yeah, I know, right? Now, this is a finish this song lyric. It's like smarter than a fifth grader? Kind of. Around there. I want to play on smarter than a porn star. I know I could win <laughs> yeah, Of course. Well, you got the brace of the show. <laughs> I met him yesterday. Wait, memory. Shoes. And uh, here we go. Last one. Uh, finish this song lyric. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. The good old boys were drinking. McAllen Scotch, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And Can I we hope accept I get that? A, Can we accept that? No, uh, it was what? actually, uh, they were Whiskey sipping. Whiskey and rye. They were, they were singing gin and juice, laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. I'm sorry. So what? close. So close. Bullshit. So close. Whiskey. Don't fuck with a Scottish guy about alcohol. <laughs> well, John Faded, go check out the Sin City Who's comedy. clean. I don't do blow. Yeah, right, exactly. It's been a long time. It's been, it's been a long 20 time. years. So uh, go check out John Payton's comedy club, Sin City Comedy, at the V Theater inside of Planet Hollywood. And Tits he and performs dick jokes, there a people. Lot. What do you want? <laughs> he performs there a lot. He's very funny, too, as you can see. John, thank you very much for Thanks, stopping Gooch. by, brother. Pretty much. Appreciate it, bro. We'll be back next Friday at 1 p.m. right here on the VegasVideoNetwork.com. Don't forget to catch the replay on VegasVideoNetwork.com, YouTube, iTunes, and Roku. My name is Brandon Gooch. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>